Well, washable pee pads. I highly recommend them. <laughs> and away we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you click that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. I, I, I have this thing, and I think you noticed it in my social posts this week. I want to get to 100 subscribers. I think that would be a special, special thing. So help us get there and catch up on all of your back episodes of The Watchlist with Patty and Bill by checking out thewatchlistpod.com and also engage with us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod at symbol pirate alice at symbol bill ivory larson so besides your dog and my dog being every fucking place how are you i'm okay hi you know what I, I i have to admit this week shouldn't have been the struggle that it was to watch something but I, I guess I just wasn't motivated a lot because yeah, I knew I, yeah. I, you know, I had a couple of things I needed to do. One of them completely, uh oh, B is coughing. <laughs> Fucking hell. Is she okay? Oh, she's fine. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, there you go. She's. She says. You hear her? She says, "Bark, I'm fine." <laughs> nothing more to see here me. folks don't talk about me on that show <laughs> well when we got her we were like oh my god what is this what what's going on we took her to the vet right away no it's just a cough yeah she's got a hairball like the cat does well it's, a, it's not even that but every now and then she'll just get herself out of breath oh, and then yeah. she'll oh, yeah. and then she'll just catch her breath by coughing mm -hmm. and then she's fine yeah but I'm still not used to it because, it, oh. you know, it sounds so bad. Yeah, it's frightening almost. Yeah. Yeah. But I and and I much shout out to my girlfriend, Laura. I helped her out at an event the other day and it just tore my legs apart. Oh, God. Yeah. And I don't know if we've discussed on the show how much I lack cartilage in the lower part of my legs. I think we have discussed it in the past. Now somebody else, is that uh That is B. No, oh, that's still no. B. Okay. That's still B. Of course, when I'm trying to record. Yeah. B. Well, at least it's not the thing you're getting paid for. I want to get paid for this podcast. <laughs> just, I know we want to, but right now we're not. So it's not like you got to start over and there's a deadline or anything, you know? Anyway, excellent. All right, moving. So on. I've got two things this week. Okay, I've, I've got... got. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead. I've got three. Okay, so why don't you kick us off this week, and I'm gonna try to calm my dog down. Okay, so the first thing I have is a series that just started on Apple TV Plus. Uh, two episodes are currently available. The third episode and on uh, the third one's going to be on October fifteenth. Okay. It's a series called Acapulco. Oh. It stars Eugenio Derbez as Maximo, present day Maximo. And Eugenio Derbez has been in uh, a movie called Instructions Not Included, How to Be a Latin Lover, the reboot of Overboard, and he was in the latest or the, the movie version of Dora the Explorer. 
Ah. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. he's really a funny, funny actor. He's great comic timing. Oh my god! And this show is is amazing. So Maximo is like some kind of financial mogul, and he lives on this sprawling Southern California estate with this gorgeous view view of the Pacific Ocean. His young nephew com Hugo comes along. It's Hugo's birthday, and he's visiting his uncle, and Maximo as a gift to him, tells him the stories of his youth, his teen years when he was in Mexico, working at his first ever job, a dream job of his, at the luxurious resort of Las Colinas. And it is 1984. And as he starts talking about his, his job, we flash back to 1984 with the big hair and he has these dreams of being filthy rich to help his family. His mom's eyesight's going and she needs glasses, but they can't afford to even take her to the eye doctor to get the glasses. And he tells the story and sometimes the flashbacks break because little Hugo's like, my mom actually said that to you? I'm not buying it. And Maximo was like, fine. Okay, look, poetic license, but fine. So then the flashback rewinds a little bit. And that's when Maximo's sister says something really nasty to him, which is, of <laughs> course, more realistic and really funny. And <laughs> we see Maximo trying to learn the ropes of how to deal with really rich people. And so he could earn those big tips to become the big, famous, rich man that, of course, we know he is today from seeing present day before the flashbacks. This show is so funny. It is so funny. It is so well done. The comic timing is is impeccable. And just the story, it's, it's funny and it's a little bit heartwarming. And you see how he's struggling between being that, that like salesman kind of a pool boy to get to upsell the clients on everything to get those bigger tips and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's struggling with that, especially when he meets a young couple who are there because they won the trip to this luxury resort. So they don't really have the money for the triple platinum uh, engagement package that he created to try and get more money out of them. <laughs> so it sounds like a funny version of that one show, the one where people go to that island with, um, you know, and it's kind of weird and kooky, but very dramatic. Uh, well, sort of, but... Not exactly. Okay. Because because you know, it, it's him telling the story to his nephew from way back in the day of how he got to where he is now. And so you've got the back and forth flashbacks while that show is just the snarky rich people today. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to these rich people aren't really snarky uh, so far, but there's only so two episodes. Far. And I don't think it's ever going to have any snark to it. I think the snark's going to come from his co-workers a little more. Because well. one, one couple who actually knows the owner of the resort, because the resort's been through multiple owners, and during the orientation, they start up this video of, I, uh, I forget the actress's name, but she's been in like 8 million soap operas. And even on the show, she's been in 8 million soap operas, and she's trying to be this fabulous famous uh actress but i think she's probably like some washed up has been 
who bought this resort and she's like, oh, I'm the greatest ever. And oh, and then of course the laser disc starts to like fuck up. And <laughs> Chad, the totally American blonde haired guy who has a weird mouth like like Joker to me. He's okay. kind of creepy looking. He's like, oh, the friggin' laser disc. He's like, come on, amigos. We're gonna go and walk around and I'll show you around the resort. And <laughs> it's because at the resort they they cannot speak spanish that's a rule everyone must speak english mm. which is funny and so he meets this couple who's a friend of that owner lady and the couple they want some some uh they didn't say weed outright and when they first said what they wanted he was a little confused and then like no 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 we want to get baked. We want the Mary Jane. We want the ganja. And then he's like, oh, okay. And they're like, is that going to be a problem? And he's like, no. But he has no idea where to get weed. He has no idea. So when he goes to the bartender to try and find out where he could get some, the bartender's like, so what do you need? He's like, well, I, he doesn't want to outright say I need marijuana. He's like, well, I need a plant. And this plant makes you feel good. If you know what I mean? And then he's like, a plant. And he calls over the gardener. Hey, Maximo here needs a plant, and it makes you feel good. Do you know what plant that is? So he's totally razzing him, but Maximo isn't picking on that these people that he keeps calling over were mm -hmm. trying to get him to say weed. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> they're fucking with him, and he doesn't realize it until he's like, you know what? I'm good. All right. And he walks away, and then they're all like, ha, 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 ha. Got to mess with the new guy, you know? It was just, it's funny. It's goofy and funny. And what's it called again? It is called Acapulco. Acapulco. And it's on Apple TV Plus. And I think it's going to be really good and really funny. And I hope more people... I would actually get Apple TV Plus for this show so far. Oh, there's a ringing endorsement we haven't had in that. a while. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I love Eugenio Derbez. He is so funny. Everything that Dwight makes me watch with him in it, which... Dwight did make me watch Acapulco. He's the one who knew this was happening, and he's like, we got to watch this. Actually, he comes down, he's like, can, can I can I check something? Like, as if he wants to look, at, up, look something on the TV real quick. I'm like, check something or watch something? He's mm -hmm. like, well, I want to watch something. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, can you? Will I let you? I don't know. <laughs> I harass him like that all the time. Hey, I'm a horrible I'm person. Recording a show. I'm recording a show. Don't give me that look with your one good eye. Oh, you precious, precious little dog. <laughs> yeah, I harass him all the time like that. And I'm a terrible person for it, but I don't care. Well, you're not a terrible it's person. Funny. You just, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. So the first thing that I watched, I found. And it was just one of those things that was so light and fluffy that I just had to turn it on. Okay. What is it? It is called Attack of the Hollywood Clichés with Rob Lowe. Mm, what's this on? So it's on Netflix. And Netflix mm. has been doing a lot of these light and fluffy kind of shows lately. You know, like the, the swear words with um, Nicolas oh, yes. Cage. Yes. You know, it, it's, it's along that line. Where only in just a little over an hour, Rob Lowe tackles different Hollywood cliches. Mm. Everything from, you know, 
the peep the main characters in the story carrying a grocery bag that has lettuce and a baguette coming out of the top of it. <laughs> yes, yes. To the meat cute to you know just every Hollywood cliche that you can think of. Hmm. And and I'm a sucker for that. You know, I, I'm I fully, like it. I would watch that. You know, I, and I'm and I fully admit that it is fluffy. It is light. You are going to forget about it as, as soon as you are done watching it. But Rob Lowe, damn him, is charming. <laughs> he is. And 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 I. And if you listen to his podcast, the Parks and Recollection podcast, where he talks a lot about himself, mm-hmm. he talks about himself oddly enough in this in this show also. But he is the perfect kind of host for this. Like a Nicolas Cage would be the perfect host for. Yeah, for the swear words. For the swear words. And again, it is just light entertainment that is meant to divert you for an hour. And it works. So if you love movies and have always throughout the years have seen, you know, the meat cutes and the rain falling and all this other jibber jabber. And the street that's wet, but it hasn't rained. Because they oh, hose down the street in the back. Well, that's a lighting technique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but it, <laughs> yes, we could go on and on about those. But it's fun. It's on Netflix. Attack of the Hollywood Clichés. And see, my review is just that quick and easy because the show is that quick and nice. easy. Well, speaking of Rob Lowe, if you follow him on Instagram, you really need to check the comments because his son is you. One of his sons, his. He's got two of them. One of them usually leaves some snarky comment to dad about whatever dad's just posted on Instagram. And it is funny. <laughs> it is funny. It's funny. It's like, oh, God, no, dad, just stop. You know That kind of stuff. It's really cute and funny to watch because his sons are like adults now, I think, too, like college age or older. Well, and that's just it. The man it's looks like he's thing. only 40, but he's in his he's in his like late 50s. Right. I know. God, I hate him so much. I know. I hate you so much, Roblo. I hate you, but I love you so much. I hate Indeed. you. Yes. I love you. Bastard. My next show is a movie that, again, Dwight made me watch it. It's on Paramount Plus. He found this one on a Paramount Plus. It's new and it's called Queen Pins. <gasps> you watched that? I was trying to watch that, but somehow my, my subscription didn't renew because I didn't update my credit card information. And as my voice is going down, I really wanted to watch that. And I'm glad that oh, you did. We watched it. I was like, what is this crap? Again, he's like, I want to check something. And he makes me watch this show. And as I'm watching, I'm like, okay, I kind of really like this. <laughs> What? You didn't like it? <laughs> yeah. No, I said I kind of really like this. As a oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is uh, Queen Pins. It stars Kristen Bell and Kirby Howell Baptiste. Um, if you don't know who she is, she was in Killing Eve. She was in The Good Place. She was in the latest group of episodes, the newest bit of Veronica Mars. So she's worked with Kristen Bell quite a bit in the past. And this is what I'm excited for is she's going to be in the new Netflix series, The Sandman, based on Neil Gaiman's graphic novels. Oh, my God. Those go way back. They do. They finally got, like, a series version for that. Cool. But anyway, Kristen Bell stars as Connie. She is a dejected, frustrated suburban housewife. She's had trouble getting pregnant. They've done, like, 
a bajillion dollars worth of in vitro attempts. And now she's given up because it's just never going to happen. Her husband, Rick, is played by Joel McHale. And he works for the IRS. And he really doesn't appreciate her. He's kind of lost interest in her. He doesn't know what she's going through. And he re doesn't even realize that his behavior and like kind of just ignoring her is not helping her mood at all. Mm -hmm. And her and her neighbor Jojo, they're joined together as like the extreme couponers and they share coupons with each other and stuff. And Connie's got like this friggin' store in the what was meant to be the nursery to hide her pain from all the stuff she buys with the coupons. It, it's insane how much shit she's got in that room. Mm -hmm. And Jojo, um, she does a YouTube channel kind of talking about her, her couponing and she's trying to sell something. And Jojo's mom just doesn't understand this whole social media influencer, whatever. That's not making Jojo any money at all. Right. Kind of thing. Well, uh, Connie gets opens some package of something and realize, and it like tastes all wrong. And so she's like, like, you know, a Karen where, strongly worded emails must be sent to the manufacturer because this is not even near the sell-by date and it's gone bad already. And she gets a coupon for a free package of this stuff. And that's like the golden ticket for her. Like, what? Yeah. And she thinks she's learned something new, but of course she hasn't because everybody knows when you send strongly worded emails to the manufacturer, you will get free coupons. I have done just such a thing. Yeah. So she goes crazy and starts just complaining about everything all the time and getting like an assload of free coupons in the mail. And she notices the same company, no matter who you've complained to, is mailing out these free coupons. So she's like, we could make how much would you pay for this free coupon jojo and jojo's like well how much does that toilet paper cost it's like what 20 bucks i'd pay you 20 bucks for that coupon so they start they start thinking we could sell these and make some money so they trip down to friggin mexico and find a guy who works at the printing plant for all these coupons <laughs> and they cut a deal actually with his wife because <laughs> the wife is in charge to get these extra coupons and ship them to her and they'll get a cut of the profits and they set up this shitty ass like GeoCities style website for these coupons that they're selling and they start making an ass load of money off of this because people buy them and then they mail them out and they realize they don't know what to do now how what are they going to do with all this money they've got like five million ish dollars or some shit mm. well they reach out to the girl who had stolen jojo's identity and fucked up her life mm -hmm. and they ask her to help them and oh my god that girl is played by a, a music artist baby rexa yeah 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 or baby rexa i think is how you pronounce it and she sets up this elaborate thing with a bajillion different bank accounts and different IDs and ID cards for these girls and a fake business to launder the money. Well, when they sit down, they find out they do have like 
like $50 million from this thing. They think the money hasn't been laundered because they didn't understand a damn thing what that girl told them. Mm-hmm. And that's when uh, <laughs> they start buying shit thinking they've got it because the IRS husband, they they she remembered her husband talking about some guy who laundered the money by buying things and then selling them. And then after he sold the thing that he bought, that cleaned the money for him, which that's just thrown out. Not true. Giant signals as well. Well, yeah. This guy who had nothing suddenly buys like four Lamborghinis. What the fuck, you know? (laughs) Well, that's when a grocery store chain um, loss prevention officer played by Paul Walter Hauser, who was in I, Tanya, and he was Richard Jewell in the Richard Jewell movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's when he sniffs that there's so many coupons flooding the market for free things, and all the manufacturers are calling because they're losing money now because so many of these free coupons. He's going to find them, and he alerts the FBI, and the FBI is like, couponers? What? We don't give a fuck about coupons. And then Vince Vaughn jumps in as a postal inspector and the wackiness fucking ensues as these two try to track down the two idiot girls who don't understand how to be criminals at all. And oh my God, this movie is so fun. I do want to watch it. And it's got a great cast, you know, uh, Joel McHale, Vince Vaughn, Paul Walter Hauser, uh, Kristen Bell. It's great. And Kirby Howell Baptiste is she's hysterical she's so funny too and it's on the uh it's on the paramount plus stream paramount plus network i was so disappointed to find it because speaking of loss prevention my credit card number had gotten lifted so of course i contact the company you know and i and i get a new card but you forget in in the course of life who you've given that card to how much is hooked to that yeah Right. And so, you know, automatic renewals don't renew until you go back in and it says, well, start your seven day trial. Like, fuck, I had a subscription to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I need to go back in and and do that. But that will be something I watch because it really did look very, very cute. Oh, I hadn't even heard of it. And Dwight puts it on. I'm like, what is this crap? And I'm thinking it's from like 1979 or I don't know. It wasn't that old, but, you know, I'm thinking it's some old ass thing from like 2000 or some shit and it's brand new. And I was like, why have why are there no commercials or anything promoting this? Why am I not seeing anything about this? What is he looking at that he sees these things that I don't? I actually did see an ad for it. Oh, and I don't remember where, but because Paramount Plus and CBS and all that stuff, I was probably watching a football game. Oh, and he watches the sports things. So yeah, and if he's it. watching the sports ball and I'm watching the sports ball on the same network on CBS, mm-hmm. they're cross promoting, and that's probably how I saw it. Yeah, yeah, that right. explains why I saw nothing. Okay. Oh my god! All right. So what else do you have? So the the last thing that I have is actually a very um. How should I put this? It's it's a very throwback kind of horror movie. Mm. And it's called Bingo Hell. Okay. Thank you. Hey, my God, I'm trying to record. <laughs> when we get sponsors, this will not fly. And the dogs are looking at me like, sponsor, fuck you. I want yeah. attention. Uh-huh. Right, anyway. Just cuddle me. 
So apparently, uh, Amazon Prime Video, their original films department, has launched a welcome to welcome to the Blumhouse banner. Oh. And under the Welcome to the Blumhouse banner, and for those of you who don't know Blumhouse, they are horror movie. They are like they the are new horror movie movies. purveyors, and they mm-hmm. are very good and, and all of that. Well, uh, they set up the first one of these movies is called Bingo Hell, and it is written and directed by a very talented filmmaker named Gigi Saul Guerrero. And Gigi Saul Guerrero is very much in that same vein of like Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez when they were first starting out. So kind of almost like a guerrilla filmmaking sort of approach. And this movie definitely has a very 80s vibe to it. And it stars uh, Adriana Barraza, plays a woman named Lupita. She is a longtime resident of a of a very small community called Oak Springs. And Oak Springs has become a very rundown neighborhood full of old stores. Half of them are closed and all of that. And the neighborhood is becoming gentrified. And as one of the older residents, she hates that. You know, she likes the neighborhood as it is with all of her older friends. And the neighborhood is being gentrified and she can't stand that. And one of the things that the older people like to do is they go to their very kind of rundown bingo hall and they play bingo. That's their thing. And through that, they actually help some of the local businesses that are in town and they give them the money to help the businesses stay open. Well, all of a sudden... The spookiness comes in when a guy named Mr. Big comes in and he opens up his very Faustian sort of big ass bingo parlor and he plasters these things, all these flyers all over that he's offering tons of cash, like thousands of times more money. You know, the first cash prize was 10 grand. The second one was 100 grand. And he promises a million dollars in cash. And there's evil behind it because he's collecting souls. You know, as you do. As you do. When you play bingo. And the whole thing is, is just an allegory for, you know, the new coming in and how evil it can be for an old neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Even though sometimes it might be better for the neighborhood but it's kind of like that allegory yeah like what you think might be better may not always be better may not always be better especially for the older residents of that neighborhood and Mm -hmm. the lifestyle and all that so i totally get the the subtext okay but on its surface it is a definitive throwback to like a cheesy 80s horror movie and i and i liked it i mean during the middle it kind of got a little a little Barky. <laughs> Be- Sorry. That's okay. Anyway, so in the middle, it got a little like, like in the weeds a little bit where it kind of got a little boring. But, you know, at less than 90 minutes long, there's not much you can take out. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, but, you know, if you're looking for some very light horror, like throwback horror, watch, you know, Bingo Hell. It is on Amazon Prime. And watch out for 
this filmmaker t uh, filmmaker she is going to she's going to be something okay and what's her name again her name is has has i go back to it Gigi saul guerrero okay so yeah. watch out for Gigi. watch out for Gigi, and watch bingo hell especially coming into the halloween season you know what oh yeah you and that's kind of why i watched it i was like oh i feel a little halloweeny right now mm-hmm. and and just as an example there's a building burning in this in this show, right? And then all of a sudden you start hearing the sirens behind you and you think, oh my God, they're going to send out like goo gobs of, of firefighters to fight this fire. There, And it's this pullback shot and you see like one tiny little ambulance coming up because I guess that's all they could get with the flashing lights. Not even, like, not even a fire truck. Not even a firefighter, just something with lights on it. Oh, and it, So anyway, it's it's just fun to watch and... It, you're going to have a good time anyway. Nice. So that's what I got this week. My final show is my international, international show. show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one is called Yumi's cells, which I've told you about repeatedly, Mr. Bill. And you have to. Oh watch no. It. Yes. Oh no, okay. no, Mr. Bill. <laughs> See what I did there. Yeah. So Yumi's cells is based on a web tune by the same name. And it's it is totally Herman's Head meets Inside Out. And if you don't know Herman's Head, that's from like 1991 when the Fox Network first became a network back in the day. It's an awesome show. Yeah. And it starred Williams Ragsdale, Hank Azaria, Yardley Smith. And he had these people that were in his head as his intellect, anxiety, his sensitivity, that kind of thing. Well, Yumi, we see her emotions in her head, but they're cartoons. And they are, you know, she's got her logic cell and her fashion cell who wears sunglasses and a backwards baseball cap and and all that kind of thing. And it's so cute. We it's, you know, her emotions inside and they're running Yumi from the inside mm-hmm. as she navigates work and friendships and relationships. But what I like about this is you also as she starts a new romance, a new relationship with a with a guy, we see his emotions inside his head and how they're different but the same as the emotions in her head. Oh, that's cute. And it is really cute. It is so funny. And Yumi had some really traumatic past relationship that crushed her. So her love cell has been in a coma. And apparently her love cell could rein in some of her other cells that kind of go rogue. Like there's one that's like her, they call it hysterious, which is, I, but that's, supposedly translated into english so i'm assuming that's her like rage cell her super angry cell because that guy that cell just wreaks havoc in her little cell village in her head and but the love cell could totally control that guy and tell him you know get him back to where he belongs and you know all the other cells that are in there like she's got a naughty cell who kind of does a little pole dance and it's like oh you. <laughs> and the guy has a naughty cell but it's naughty saurus which is a giant t-rex <laughs> doing the same thing that her little tiny naughty cell does it's really so cute and so funny 
And that one's on the Vicky app um, that I've got. That and it's just so it's so adorable. It's really adorable, and it's got some really really funny moments, hysterically funny moments. And what's the name of it? One more time. It is called Yumi's Cells. And if you want to look cool. up the webtoon, that's it's just as awesome to read. Um, it's on you know just Google Yumi's Cells online, and you'll find it. Awesome. All right, are we ready for news? News. News. Thanks, as always, to David. Hey, David. Shout out to David. He has sent us a plethora of news today. He has sent a ton of stuff. So, let's see. Where do I begin? I will start with the one thing that I have. Okay. So, I don't know if you recall, back in the day, there was a kids game show on Nickelodeon called Legends of the Hidden Temple. It rings a bell somewhere. Yeah. You had this big stonehead named Olmec who would tell you the secrets behind the treasures of the temple. And they'd do some kind of like obstacle course to win whatever the big prize was. Well, they've remade it for adults. And it's going to be on the CW. It premieres Sunday, October 10th, which is probably yesterday or this past Sunday when you listen to this episode. But it's going to be on the CW, so as of this episode starting, it's already out, and I bet it's going to be, like, repeated on, like, CW website or the CW app or something like that, too. Legends of the Hidden Temple. I kind of want to see it. Very cool. And the guy who did the Olmec voice back in the day is Mm -hmm. doing it now, too. Nice. I like when they do that. Yeah. They did that with the Transformer movies, too, with Optimus Prime. Oh, cool. Yeah. I did not know that. So speaking of want to see, David forwarded me and you the new teaser trailer for House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones spinoff starring Doctor Who. (laughs) Yes, starring Doctor Who. I watched that. I was like, oh. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you are a fan of Game of Thrones, you know, this is probably the biggest no brainer that you're going to have to do. Right. Yeah. So the trailer drops for it and it's got, you know, these good clips. But he does say something in the trailer, which is really cool. We are. And I and I'm paraphrasing here. We are not kings because of what we do. We are kings because of dragons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty badass, so check that out. Badass. I will save the uplifting piece of news for last. Okay. Just so that we could end the this the show on a high yes, note. Yes, on a high, high note. note. Good plan. So apparently oh. uh Catherine oh. Hahn and her character uh is oh. getting a spin-off on Disney oh. Plus from yeah. WandaVision. Oh. Right, B? I know. It's so, <laughs> such huge news. She's a big fan of Catherine Hahn. Yes. Yes, she is. <laughs> oh, my God. So her character was Agatha Harkness <laughs> on WandaVision. And WandaVision is uh, spinning off <laughs> Catherine Hahn, and it's in development <laughs> at Disney+. Plus. Fabulous. Yes. <laughs> right, B? Perfect. <laughs> you know, I can't, I, I can't beat him, so I'm going to join him. Anyway. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The next piece of news 
is get the. Do you remember the movie Hellraiser? Yes. Love that movie. I do too. Oh. Anyway, it <laughs> is getting a redo. Yes. But an actress is going to be playing Pinhead. Yes. And I know where she, I've seen her before. Jamie Clayton. <laughs> Uh, she is, I guess, most famous for the L word. And I know her from the amazing Netflix series called Sense8 that everybody should freaking watch because it's friggin' awesome. Ah, all right, cool. So she is actually going to be starring as Pinhead in the Spyglass reboot of Hellraiser. Mm, I'm excited to kind of see that, actually. I am, too. Uh, it's going to debut on Hulu sometime in 2022. It recently wrapped production. Okay. So look, very much looking forward to that. The old one, spooky as shit. And it, and it had like seven sequels oh or some shit like that yeah some there was hellraiser in space and <laughs> and and they did some weird funky shit but yeah. yeah so there's that and that 70s show is getting a sequel what that 80s show no it's called well they tried that 80s show remember that uh, no i don't you don't remember that all right no. so when that 70s show was in its prime they were like, hey, let's do this same formula for the 80s. And it fell flat on its face, right? Okay. So what they are doing is they're going to do a spinoff called The 90s Show, where the parents of the main character from that 70s show play the grandparents of the main character in the that 90s show. Oh, okay. And Kurtwood Smith, who played the dad... Red and Deborah Joe Rupp, who played the mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. Red and Kitty. They're mm -hmm. actually producers on the show. Oh, okay. So it should be, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I love that 70s show. I cannot go back and watch it now. And, and I will tell everybody why because of Danny Masterson. Oh, fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy sideways. Fuck because that he's a Scientologist piece of shit. Well, and well, yeah, yes, because Scientologists, Scientology church, fake shit, whatever. Well, they're, not they're, even that. They're, but they're help. They are covering up everything he did. Exactly. And mm -hmm. he is just a no good piece of shit human being. Yeah, they've and, hidden him and kept him from any kind of legislative. Repercussions of repercussions of, of, of his actions. Yeah. 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 So that's one of those shows that lives very fondly in my memory. I loved that show when it was on. I wish that I could tell people to go and watch it, but I don't no. want Danny Masterson to get any more royalties. I'm sorry. It's just that simple. Fucking dime because he's a piece of crap. Yeah. So anyway, so that 90s show is happening. Hmm. Uh, and so the last thing that I have, which is really, really, really uplifting Netflix established a $5.4 million Chadwick A. Bozeman scholarship at Howard University. Way to go, Netflix. Chadwick Bozeman's legacy at Howard University and his perspective impact on future generations continues to grow larger, with Netflix partnering with the university to establish the scholarship in the late actor's name. 
That's fabulous. Which I think is 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 beautiful. I mean, we have talked about this on this show tons of times. I was in shock when I heard that he died. I remember where I was sitting on the couch when I got the text message that he passed away or when I got the note that he had passed away and gone very soon. I am so happy that in his name, somebody or, or people will be able to go and have a full college education. Yes, absolutely. At an HBCU, which is great. Yeah. So there you go. Your spirit lives on, Chadwick. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. That is all I've got this week. That's it for me. I'm done. All right, everybody. So log on to thewatchlistpod.com or contact us via the social media at symbol the watchlist pod. What are you watching this week? Are you starting to watch Halloween movies? Because I'll tell you what, it, when you get around Christmas, people get insane watching fucking Hallmark movies. Oh, my God. Yes. You know, and, and there's this whole now it's now cool to watch Hallmark movies around the holidays. And it's become yeah. a thing, apparently. Yeah. Even though talk about Hollywood cliches. Those yeah. uh, you and I could write one of those Hallmark movies based on the cliches used by all of those Hallmark movies yes. and have it be a successful Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. But do you guys get into Halloween movies the same way people are now into holiday movies? Let us know. Yeah. I'd be very interested yeah. to know. My girl, Katie Sackoff, she did a Hallmark movie and it actually is going to come out on the Hallmark channel on Halloween. Is it really? Yeah, Christmas For movie. Christmas movie? <laughs> Halloween. Fucking yeah. hell. She's like, I know, I don't understand it either, but hey, if you're into those movies, I did one. And I'm like, oh, Katie, really? Is it in space? <laughs> no, but her new series, Another Life, premieres very soon on Netflix season two. Oh, wouldn't it be cool to have a Hallmark movie set in space against the backdrop Ooh. of some type of alien invasion? You really want to go Hollywood cliche? <laughs> Fuck it. Two people meet cute because they're in they're in a in an academy that is going to go fight space people, and and then they they separate and they have to find their way back to each other, and it's all lovey dovey. But there's a flower shop in space, so <laughs> on the way back he has to go get flowers. But they miss our connect. They they miss their connections, and there are always the people that are also attracted to them. But the bugs are coming. Oh, it would be so good. It would be epic. And the town talent show. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the town talent show. That's right. Because you have to have that because on the way from point A to point B, they've got nothing else to do but to put on a talent show. Exactly. That's right. And let's see. Let's get the funding one out of the way, too, because if they don't, the the whole facility will shut down or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the rich guy wants to turn it into a space highway. Yeah. So in this one, yeah, a a space highway or he is corrupt and is actually working for the bugs and he's trying to like sabotage the ship so that Mm -hmm. they're sitting ducks. And then, the oh, I love this, (laughs) but it's a Hallmark movie. So there are Christmas lights all over this ship (laughs) and in the speakers pumped throughout the ship when the when the captain, she's not saying, all right, let's get into places. It's pumping out Christmas music. Mm hmm. It's great. Nice. If anybody hears this and makes this a reality, this show is ours. Copyright 2021. Yeah. The Watchlist Pod. 
<laughs> I would watch that shit in a heartbeat. And so would be apparently. B loves it. She loves her every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. Please continue to be safe. Thank you for joining us this week. And again, we're trying to get to 100 subscribers, so hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a good review on Apple Podcasts. We would love to feed the algorithm gods some some good mojo. Yeah. All right. Everybody take care. I'm going to go let B outside so she can bark some more. We will talk (laughs) to you soon. Yeah. All right. Okay, Okay, bye. Okay, bye.